Okay, but on a serious note, okay. what I want to talk about is the washable, reusable straws in the house. Do you have these? Yes. Yes. Okay, how many do you have in the um, house? I think they came in like a six pack. Okay, I I am, I am starting a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many. Every night, I'm usually the dishwasher, so I'm washing the dishes. And I realized the last several nights, I kind of do all the dishes and then I leave a pile of, of straws there. Because you know is I'm it doing? like a passive aggressive? I can't, I can't non- wash another well, first straw. Of all, you have the wrong straws. There's so you have, many. You put them in the dishwasher. Yes, I actually just with hot water never put them in the dishwasher. Because what's happening in there? Because we have the like scrubber for the straw, the, like, and you got to put scrubber. soap on it, and it takes an hour to clean the straws. <laughs> and then the next day, there's you're ten this. straws again. Yeah, I think I throw it in the dishwasher, okay, and so then so. usually there's a little residue inside. So then, <laughs> see, that's <laughs> why I don't throw it in the dishwasher. So it's cleaner. So that really helps. <laughs> and then I rinse it, and then it's done. <laughs> so you make it worse oh by putting it in the dishwasher. But it like loosens everything. I think there's a business opportunity of a they come pick up your straws. Right, but back to the wrong straws. You actually have those twirly ones too, and they're just oh, thin, and the flimsy and the ones that you death. can't get yeah. the scrubber in. <sighs> Was that your serious note? But if yeah. you get the glass ones that are a little bit bigger they fit in your yeti cup those are a lot easier glass. to clean yeah oh well they're gosh. not glass Ugh. like if you, you, you threw like, it on the floor the it's not gonna break it, they're okay. like i'm like i'm happy to wash anyone's dishes it's kind of a nice mindless task at the leave end of the day the straws, straws at home leave them at home i kind of feel like uh. we're a family we can just share germs so i just kind of put them in a pile and make the family think i washed them just I've kidding started, i'm just no kidding. i've started getting in that camp too i'm like well it's We're just Lucy anyway. again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, calendars. Uh, oh, that was that's a that was a really good. <laughs> I, okay, I wanted to I wanted to talk about the whole like calendar um, thing, but from the standpoint of overwhelm, because mm. we're mm. hearing this a lot and comes up in coaching a lot. Like, I'm just so overwhelmed by my calendar. I guess because we've been doing a lot more with corporate teams lately. Yeah. And that's so the life of corporate America is where you're just so overwhelmed by your calendar. Mm -hmm. What do you do? And I think we actually have a lot of like realistic practical tips on that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it takes like sitting down and doing some renovation work. Yeah. I also don't feel like anyone's ready for that talk. Like, like tomorrow I'm so excited to talk to you about calendars. Yes, I know. I had three times where I sat down with somebody and like the person who helps them with their calendar to kind of just let's, let's start from scratch or let's kind of like clean this thing up. And yeah, it was very hard for them to get there, but that's what's cool about someone else helping you. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to come Marie Kondo your calendar. Well, actually, <laughs> it's one of the things that actually, I'm going to sound super cheesy and say it changes your life, but when I learned to manage my calendar, I did feel much happier yeah. and in control of my life. And even when like you manage my calendar better than even I can, I feel even happier. Well, that's, <laughs> I like think, yeah. You saw things I, I don't see, like just... Yeah. You, you almost want your calendar to be like the second set of eyes that you need, mm-hmm. right? Like you want you want your calendar to be able to reflect the things that you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able yeah. to see. On yeah. Time. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. And that's, I think, the point. Sunday, you have a catchier phrase around this, like be the CEO of your own calendar. Because mm-hmm. what that's I've right. noticed is it's easier to um, 
to just kind of blame your company, I, yeah. I this is what I, I hear a lot. Mm-hmm. It's easy to blame the company yeah. and be like, well, they're ruining my life. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I get it. I've been there too. There's realities to that. Mm-hmm. But also you probably have more agency than you think right. to make changes. And no, right. I very rarely is the company or your boss being like, no, it has to be this way. It's just that you kind of have to like step up and get intentional to make changes. And mm-hmm. that's more of the challenge. So anyway, I think the problem is is more in the fact that we're reactive versus proactive with it. So that's I, that's my hope today is to kind of say maybe one or two things that help you move from reactive to proactive mm-hmm. to make your life feel like you can breathe easier when you look at your calendar. So I thought we'd just start with a few different like tips or tricks that come up in coaching and then maybe talk about more of a you know, holistic way of approaching it. If somebody is wanting to do like a full renovation, (laughs) like how can you maybe put some new paint on it? Try that versus like a full on renovation. Yeah. Because I feel like, so am I hearing you correctly (laughs) in that they were going to go down like the first layer of it? Because have you noticed that when we coach people, it's sometimes several, several sessions before we really get it right. Oh yeah. No, that's a good point. Usually it's like, Five to 10 sessions of like starting to just introduce the idea lightly because it feels too much to kind of renovate mm-hmm. at first. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, what if you tried this or think think about it this way? Mm-hmm. And then finally you get to the point where you're like, I'm ready to just yeah. fix this mm-hmm. thing. Okay, so I'll I'll start, but any of you can jump in. One that I love is maybe it's a mindset shift is to have no meeting blocks. Mm-hmm. Like this is an instant easy thing anyone could implement to just put a block on your calendar for no meetings literally so it blocks off your calendar so no mm-hmm. meetings can get mm-hmm. scheduled because i think a lot of the problem is people in an organization especially the bigger it is the more you have other people putting stuff on your calendar and the more you're kind of like accountable to many people and it's hard to just say no i'm not going to show up to your meeting and it's like well then i'm going to lose if i don't show up <laughs> So I have to, and I get forced into going to all this stuff. So just literally the idea of kind of putting blocks in your calendar or maybe kind of making some recurring thing that's always, it's already there. So when people try to come fill your calendar, the time's already blocked off. Mm -hmm. That's just the Mm -hmm. idea there. So it could be very small. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, and that sounds like so easy. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not it's not easy okay say more right do you i mean how many times do you coach people to do this and what what is their pushback but but i can't because i have to go to, it's it's kind of um gosh that's a good question because there's a million different yeah objectives. i would say the biggest ones are well people take it anyway uh-huh people take it doesn't matter if i put that block there people or take I've it tried anyway that, and then it just gets or have you looked at my calendar there's no spot for a there a work block you know right and so first of all one tip is look at your calendar three weeks out yeah, and right. start from there. Because if you look at it right now, you might not find any because it's not how you've been like working it. Yeah. So and look it out. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I feel like something I've learned too from you, Sunday, is to look at like, what are the things that only you can be present for? Are there meetings on your calendar that someone just wanted to include you in that you may or may not actually need to go to that meeting? Mm-hmm. Or can you receive notes from somebody about that meeting instead. Mm-hmm. I feel like especially in like big corporate culture, a lot of times you just get added right. and you're just oh, like succumbing a, to the yeah. system. Like, well, I guess I have to be I there and I show up. That's a great right. point. Yeah. And I think the tie is shifting a bit where um, we're being more conscious of inclusion and belonging. And so 
it's almost like the same problem, but from a different motive. It's like, no, I'm trying to make sure I don't exclude anyone. But we did, we had this come up with um, a leadership team recently. And we're like, wait, wait, who actually needs to be at that meeting? And like two of the 10 people raise their hand. It's like, okay, let's just call that like the other eight, you don't need to be there. And they're like, mm-hmm. you could see it on their face. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, to your mm-hmm. point, everyone was just trying to not exclude them mm-hmm. or keep them out of the loop. And not to to labor this one, but this I feel like it's a it's actually one of the most challenging ones. So there's another one where they say that's the CEO piece. It's like you have to you can sometimes say no. However, you do not have to say, um, I'm so sorry that I can't make that meeting. It's actually my deep work block. Or it's, you know, you don't you can just you say I'm to, unavailable. I'm unavailable. And people really just don't mm-hmm. think of that either. Yeah. Just own the words I'm unavailable. <laughs> and then let people work around that. You know when not to, by the way. Yeah. You know when things are urgent and you know when your boss is trying to. But there's a lot that people say yes to. Agreed. Okay. So in that light, another tip is if you ever experience the Sunday scaries, which I'm curious where it's at now. I remember right before the pandemic, I read a study that said 50% of workers experienced this to some degree. I've uh-huh. experienced it a lot in my career where you're kind of like either nervous about Monday or you feel a pit in your stomach mm-hmm. or you just are like, Oh, you just have that feeling like, oh my gosh. And I don't always think that's a bad thing. Like people who perform and do what they love say they're always nervous before getting on stage, mm-hmm. even after they've done it a thousand times. I'm not I'm not saying it's exclusively a bad thing. But if you're feeling that, shift what you schedule on Mondays. So sometimes it's a very simple shift of like, I've seen this with leadership teams so many times where they scheduled the most stressful, high pressure, important meeting of their week. Which is like planning the whole everything on Monday morning at nine o'clock. I'm like, you will have the Sunday scaries. Yes. And you will also (laughs) find yourself working a ton on on Sunday Sunday to prep for Monday morning. Like, let's change this. Another great tip. Mm -hmm. So if it's your own individual calendar or as a group, Mm -hmm. just make a suggestion or a change. And like, for me, that meant um, blocking off Monday mornings and using it to kind of like collect my thoughts or do creative work. Because then I kind of ease into the week versus feeling like, oh, my gosh, here comes Monday. Yep. So maybe just like change what you schedule on Mondays mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm, tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have another one. And that is and I picked it up kind of over time uh-huh. is to not schedule really hard working days after you've had a vacation. Yeah. Because uh-huh. it's just well, first of all, you get the same Sunday. So it's connected to your Sunday night. It is scaries. It's in my end of vacation scaries. Real, I like that day to actually no meetings at all. That mm-hmm. you just have to breathe again. You have to catch up. You need to just like get the lay of the land. Yeah, that one's huge to me. Yeah, I <laughs> sounds so extreme to say. I took it to the point where eventually I would schedule a day at the end of the vacation where I was back to work, but not really back to work. Yeah. Like it was just a day to kind of like transition and get caught up, mm-hmm. caught up on the emails, blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. because there is that for me, I always have had that. Um, that kind of like end of vacation depression thing Mm -hmm. where it would make it worse to have to dive right back into Mm -hmm. full on work. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's a great idea actually to give yourself one day that nobody knows you're back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So one other one I have is if you have tasks that are draining to you, ask someone else for ideas or different ways to do them. Mm. So one example for me was, um, I, like if I'm trying to prep for this podcast and write an outline, it can be really draining to me to sit down at the laptop and try to write it out. And so one thing I've 
I found a few ways of doing it. Someone else suggested like, well, Steve, you like to talk things out as we all know. So either like, you know, I'll grab you, Jacqueline, and be like, hey, can I bounce this off of you? Or I'll like voxer it to you, Sunday, and be like, hey, can, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Is to speak it out loud to someone first. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just for me. For me, yeah. that really helps me get over the hump. But the point is, whatever your draining task is, ask people around you for ideas on how you could do it differently. So, Because sometimes people have, oh, just like, what if you tried this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never thought of that. So sometimes there's really easy wins if you just ask other people for mm-hmm. ideas. Yeah, I know one you've given me, and I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, is time boxing. Especially for me, like I can make something like this really big project that's going to take all day. But if I time box myself for an hour, I can almost always either get like the vast majority Mm -hmm. of it done if I just like focus on it. But I've created this like Mount Everest of a project (laughs) in my mind. And I even I texted you, Steve, about it yesterday. I was like, why, yes, I've literally done everything I can possibly (laughs) do before I work on this one project. I'm time boxing myself for an hour. Mm -hmm. I will have it to you by 11 a.m. And I think I had it to you even like a little bit before. Yeah. And I think sometimes you just need like Mm -hmm. a little bit of extra accountability or like you said, like just another idea to get you out. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay. well, so those are just some tips and ideas. There's probably more. Mm -hmm. I was thinking now I'd also share maybe the more holistic renovation approach because like you said, Sunday, sometimes people are ready to do that mm-hmm. or they want a coaching session on that, which we're happy to do. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So nerdy. I love, I love that session where people like just one, yeah. just we need one hour, two hours, like help me renovate this thing. Oh, are you've made me a nerd. <laughs> I I am such it's like the one of my very I'm like yeah That's we're gonna cool. knock some things out on your calendar we're gonna like free up your life it's exciting because it yeah is. it is a major it can help your life so much mm-hmm. and it's like as a coach this is easy because yeah. I, I know I have the framework I, I can I'm not emotionally attached yeah. like you are to your schedule but before you go there mm-hmm. I just had a follow-up thought around the asking other people and that is um we've we've had this discussion and talking to each other before that sometimes just saying this isn't working and someone asking you, well, are you doing it at the wrong time of day? Okay. I love that one. Remember we both kind of had our ahas about certain energies at certain times of days for certain tasks. Yep. Sometimes just switching the time of day for a certain task. Oh, this one's huge for me. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, now that again, like disclaimer, a lot of people don't have as much control of the calendar as we do being small business, you know, me being (sighs) like the owner of it, I can do whatever I want, Mm -hmm. but I, I've shifted to the point where like there are only coaching sessions in the afternoons. Right. There are no meetings on Mondays. Mm-mm. There is like everything's got its place because yeah. of that energy thing. Yeah. Of uh, and that's maybe the ideal scenario, but everyone can do that to some extent. They can. Yeah. Okay, so let me just break down real quick like if you want to do the renovation, here's what you do. But Jump in or stop me if you have a a thought to share. Will do. So um, the first (laughs) step is actually what Dana, one of the coaches at Greenhouse, talks about a lot, which is a calendar audit. So this is where you open your calendar. Ideally, you're with somebody else. Or if you have someone who helps you with your calendar, they are definitely there. And you look over the past two weeks and you simply look at everything that happened And you try to get it into buckets, like five to 10 categories of types of meetings, types of tasks and stuff. So usually it comes down to like, oh, there's like regular team meetings. 
There's like thinking work time. There's this certain like status update forum I have there, whatever, like mm-hmm. break it into the categories. And then um, you, then you actually look out into the future. So first you're looking back at what has happened. Then you look out into the future. Like you said, Sunday, go three, four weeks out to where it's um, your calendar's more clear. Mm-hmm. And you start to, um, create the ideal scenario with those categories. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing to think about is what what are the most important things? And I would tell you they're usually like a weekly planning block, a deep work block or two, and then a few different ones depending on the kind of work you do. If you're like a software developer, you're going to have lots of heads down, like deep work time. If you're like a people leader, you're going to have lots of one-on-one meetings. If you're a, uh, you know, PR person, you're going to have lots of like connection um, lunches and meetings. But the point is, whatever type of work you do, there's maybe a few categories. Fill those important things in first, and then all the small stuff goes around it. And this is the part it's like, it's hard to describe. You almost have to get in there and do it. But um, the point is, if you let your calendar get filled up by everyone else first, you won't have room for the important things. Mm -hmm. So you have to first get the important blocks on there. And then everyone else can fill around that. So, of course, if you're in like a matrixed organization or a big company, <laughs> easier said than done because you is. have to like conform mm-hmm. to everyone else's demands and schedules. But still, you're probably way more likely to have some wins if you do this than if you wait till it's already cluttered and try to add what's mm-hmm. important. Does that make sense? Am I yeah. explaining that? Yep, well, you are. Um, I like that analogy of like putting the big rocks in the bucket first and then pouring the small one in. It's like you'll be able to fit everything if you do the big stuff first. Yeah, that's like a, (laughs) it's like a parable. Isn't it some kind of old? (laughs) It does feel like a parable. I didn't get it. It Yeah, I don't know where that's from. It's the big rock, small rock. It is. It's like you got a bucket. If you fill it with sand first (laughs) and then try to put the big rocks in, they don't fit. But if you put the big rocks in and then the sand around it, it all fits. Like, so true with the I'm calendar. not sure I've actually ever thought that through, but thanks. <laughs> Maybe I just not ever needed to do that. It was always you like know? shared a little too cutesy <laughs> or, and you're like, someone just tell me. Like, somebody just tell me what to do. Um, so on, I, that, on that note, though, yeah. if you are a manager of a team, this is where you actually might want to create blocks that the whole team is doing together too. Like yes, not, yeah. and I don't mean like together, like, but if you're going to create a no meeting block or a deep work block, it would be something that you say the whole team's doing at the same time. So that that creates no conflict right there with with uh, meetings. Right. Because if you blocked off time, but then everyone else was trying to get on your calendar at that time. Yeah, it doesn't it work. <laughs> makes it yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay. So then the last point about the renovations. Once you've done all that, that's... I know that part can feel hard, but that's actually the easy part. The hard part is sticking with your new rules. <laughs> yeah, right. And personalities are really funny when you look at this because rule followers or people who um, naturally need structure Mm -hmm. tend to be like, okay, now I know the rules, I'm going to follow them and it Mm -hmm. can work well for them. Other personalities are like, I just break the rule every time because something more exciting is happening in the moment or because like, I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. And so um, the important part is, and this is where coaching can really help. You got to kind of look at, how you're wired and almost like build in a mechanism to protect yourself. And the ones I see the most often are one, um, 
I just need to plan ahead what I'm going to do during that block of time. Mm -hmm. So if it's like when I have my one-on-ones, that's what it is. If it's deep work, I actually plan ahead what project I'm going to work on in that time. And that planning part helps them stick to it. Mm -hmm. The second most popular or maybe the most popular one I hear is um, I just need to be accountable to somebody. And so they actually schedule that time with another person who's going to be there and be waiting for them to show up. And you don't want to let them down. Right. So it helps you to not um, break your own rules. I don't, have you heard any other like those are the ones I, I see the most, but just kind of a mechanism to protect yourself. Well, I guess higher level you I love when you'll talk to their teams that are VPs and above sometimes that that their admin is like the gatekeeper. Yeah. So they have to actually have a session with their admin to be like, this is what I need you to do. I need you to actually protect my blocks for me. So that's another oh, one. Oh, I love that one because what always happens is they say, well, I did tell them to be the gatekeeper. And it's yeah. like, tell me, how did that conversation go? <laughs> be the gatekeeper. And, <laughs> that's it. And then it's like, okay, well, there's the problem. The conversation sucks. And then a, like, a sweet little admin sometimes is going like this. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. And they didn't actually... Get what do you mean by that? Give be more specific. Yeah, because you forget How, so? when How you're you like a reply? VP level, you forget what it's like to be more the entry level role where you're intimidated right. by that person. You're just following orders. And it's like actually you need to sit down and empower them. Right. And I usually coach them through like I remember one time we scripted. <laughs> we actually scripted out the conversation because he was struggling so much with the words mm-hmm. to to have the right conversation. And and the script was something like, okay, here's the thing, Sunday. I really value your role. I break my own rules and I really mm-hmm. need your help to follow these rules because they're the most important thing. Like yeah. all the big important stuff doesn't happen if we don't follow my calendar. Mm-hmm. So your new job is to be my boss in this area of calendar. Like actually, I'm not your boss in this area. You're my boss mm-hmm. and you get to tell me what to do. And I actually need you to tell me what to do and protect me from myself. And sometimes that word need is the crucial part. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, no. I actually really need your help in this area. Yeah. Um, And kind of like have a real dialogue about it Mm -hmm. until that person truly understands that they're being asked to do this and they're empowered to push back in this area. Mm -hmm. Because that's a a tricky one Mm -hmm. of like, well, in all these other areas, do not push back. Yeah. I'm the boss. But in this one area, you're the boss. So it's- I love that you covered that they need the wording sometimes okay. too. Because I was actually just having a coaching session and I found it super fun. Uh-huh. It, was, it, was, it was our next level calendar planning. So we'd already done like the first level. Okay. And by the way, I think the mentality of calendar should always be test and learn. You got to try it. You got to see if... This time of day works or this time doesn't work. Don't be afraid. I think people are like, if I change my calendar, it's like done, done. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is it. No, you yeah. you have the freedom to try and change. Yeah. So he, we went to the next level where I had him count meetings of a particular types. One thing that came up was he was like, I have way too many people outside of my actual team reaching out to me to like have a touch point. Yes. Because you know how oh, network a, a touch one. point. And he's like, all of a sudden I realized way more than even my meetings with my team. He goes, that is way off balance, way off balance. So what he decided to do was first of all, create a two hour block one day a week where touch points are allowed. If they're full, you have to wait. 
Yes. You have to wait for it. And then he said, well, what should I say to people when I start to cancel? Mm -hmm. He actually was feeling quite intimidated by the messaging. And so he went over and he was like, I was like, use me, throw me under the bus. I was like, you know, I'm actually working with a leadership coach right now. And she's challenged me to revisit my calendar. And this is how I'm going to be removing our appointments relative to this. And he was like, (laughs) I would never have thought to phrase it that way. And it just brought freedom. I love that. There's a similar one where that's where the gatekeeper can come in handy. And it's like, no, no, you don't respond to the people. Your gatekeeper does. <coughs> and I also had a similar session recently. And the leader, she said, uh, oh, my gosh, I don't want to I don't want to like put that burden on you to the admin. Oh, yeah. And the sure. admin goes, no, I love doing yeah. like I have been dying to protect your time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's just that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Makes everyone realize like. Oh, no, this can all work because and of course, right, because their personality is they hate administrative stuff, so they would never want to burden you with it. But administrators personalities, they love that stuff. So they would. And it's just like that breakdown can be resolved Mm -hmm. in a a discussion. Okay, and this is okay. It's similar, but different. But there's this thing I like to call the room suckers. The room, the room suckers. The room suckers. All right. We'll see where this goes. (laughs) I'm giving a long pause to let people's minds just wander wherever they want to go. Uh, So basically, the people, the problem children in whatever environment, the Mm -hmm. organization, the Mm -hmm. team, your life, because they are demanding or difficult, they end up taking most of your energy and time. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, all the great people who probably deserve all your energy and time mm-hmm. don't get anything. They get leftovers. Right. So exactly to that person's point. Right. And this is where you, you talk to leaders and it's right. like they so want to fire that person, but they're scared to. Mm-hmm. And it's like, meanwhile, they're sucking the energy out of every room and yeah. meeting they're in. So I think this is also a dynamic there where like yeah. you can end up giving your best attention to the people who shouldn't be getting it. Sure. And this kind of intentional look at the calendar can help readjust Mm -hmm. you made me think of that with the outside circle because it's like no your immediate team should be getting the best of you (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know in an attempt to be nice and and diplomatic they're giving it away to everyone else and probably a lot to the room suckers all right i think that's enough said on it i just i obviously we're passionate about this topic but if you're listening to this point and you're also really nerdy and excited if they're still listening (laughs) right (laughs) um we have in our membership we have a course called weekly planning Mm -hmm. rhythm it's all about like the step-by-step how to do this sometimes Mm -hmm. people will dive in just to kind of um go through that get their calendar in order uh we have coaching you can get a coaching session just to do this Mm -hmm. um and there's just discussion around it so greenhousecoaching.co slash membership. You can check that out. But I just really think whatever resonated in this episode, give it a try. You said it earlier, like just, just try something and learn from that. It's not, Mm -hmm. it might not be perfect on the first try, Mm -hmm. but if you're feeling totally overwhelmed by your calendar or crippled by it, um, like something's got to shift. So that's the, that's the thought. 